Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Damn Your Tall Podcast. We weren't here last week. We had some shit to do. We are adults. <laughs> but we're back this week, so we got some stuff to talk about. I am one of your hosts, Felicia, a.k.a. VVJ, along with Graham, a.k.a. Sir Reads A Lot. Yes, I know I still haven't changed it, but now I feel like it. That's fine by me. I know it's fine by you. So, Graham, how's your day? Oh, all right. I finished my work. Um, we were going to have a uh, mouth out game tonight, but that didn't um, that didn't work out. Apparently, one of my players has been sick for like a week, so that's not good. Yes, and I have been busy with work, but I did get paid today, so... Still waiting on that soundboard. It's never going to happen, because you can do just fine with all the sounds with your mouth. That sounds dirty. It doesn't matter. That's what the fact is. Anyway, all right, I got a few things that I want to talk about before we get into the movie that we watched, a really fun one. Uh, Turning Red is the movie we watched, so... Some things I got... um, What's today? That doesn't really matter. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be like Saturday. So last week was Daylight Savings. And I just saw that they're trying to pass a bill that is a Sunshine Protection Act. Did you Have you seen this? I just saw yeah, it. Yeah. They're, they're, and part of it is they're trying to figure out what when should 8 a.m. be, basically. Um, because capitalism. Yeah, I'm like, out of all the things that is going on with the world today, that is the one that everybody's like, the one thing people can agree on. I hate losing an hour. I like the darkness. I like when we fall back. I like when it's dark early. I don't mind it. It's fine by me. But I'm like, this is a real thing. And they're like, oh, all I got to do is pass the what house and the, the president can sign off. I was like, this is what we're doing. I, I just saw that. And I was like, really? I... Like, why 8 o'clock? Anyway, was it because work? Yes. I don't mind working when it's dark. Most people do. Why? Because it sucks. Yours are just weird. I'm also up at like 3.30 and like 5 in the morning, so it's already dark. So it does not bother me at all. Exactly. Anyway, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit of fun news with everything going on here. Um... Also, a Black Lady Sketch Show is coming back for season three, April 8th. I just saw that on their Twitter. I am super pumped because season two was probably the best one so far. I mean, there's only two seasons, but it got better. <clears throat> but it got better with um, from season one. I was like I said earlier in like a podcast episode, I was like, Quint is going to be gone. I'm, I'm worried that it won't be as good. But they found two really good replacements and they are hilarious. And the show is fire. So I wonder how they're going to deal with like the. They were like in a bunker. Remember that in mm. season two. Yep. Well, both. Well, yeah, they had the bunker in season two, but they both had. Um, uh, they both had after the end of the world themes. In the first one, it was it actually was kind of the the connecting tissue. In the first one, they were all hanging out in one of their houses. In the second one, they were in the weird bunker. Yes, yeah, so I wonder. I gotta rewatch season two again because I can't remember how it ended. But April eighth—that's in a few weeks, I think—and they premiere on Saturday or Fridays, not Saturdays. 
So, yes, Black Lace Sketch Show is coming back, and I feel like it will be on for a very long time until they are done, because there's a lot of shit that they can make fun of and just talk about. Especially on HBO, it's hilarious. What else I got on my little my little list here? Oh, this is old news, but I'll still bring it up. The Washington football team has a new name. They are the Washington Commanders, which I, I feel like that's a stupid name to me. What, what do you think, Graham? I think it's a terrible name. I, I liked hippos more. I like hippos a lot more. Washington rhinos. I mean, they are aggressive. Rhinos are aggressive. They got horns. They got the cool mascot. What is the commander's mascot going to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, it is better than the racial slur that was, you know, their original name. So, yes, it is better. But they had, like, red wolves and stuff. They had other choices I thought were better, but... They were like, yeah, people really seem to like this. I was like, as soon as they announced it, because they had like a whole date, and they're like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. And I was like, the uniforms are like the same. They're just basically commanders now. You know, got rid of all the racial bl- like racial slur branding and then brought this in. And I was like, they're all right. But, of course, everybody was like, the, the commies, the Washington commies. And I was like, yeah, it's going to happen for a while until what eventually get used to it. Like NBA teams, like the Pelicans. They used to be the, what, New Orleans Hornets, I think? Yeah, I think it was New Orleans Hornets. Wrong man to ask. Um, I believe it is Hornets. <laughs> and, I mean, the Charlotte, they're the Charlotte Hornets now, but they used to be the Bobcats. They, they did a whole, like, back and forth thing. So, yeah, I mean, team names, they could be, like, the Indiana Pacers. Their mascot is a cat-like creature. <laughs> Boomer, I, I'm not exactly. He, is, he looks like a cat. So yeah, yeah, it's whatever. I, I know Graham really doesn't care, and I really didn't. I was just well, like, I, I mean, wonder what they're going to. Kind of interesting. I was still hoping they were going to pick the rhinos because maybe I could have got some kickback, but they didn't. So, well, before the one story I want to talk about, two budget airlines. This is old news too, but Sprint or not Sprint, <laughs> Spirit and Frontier are merging. And I guess it's going to be just rebranded as Frontier because they have more majority stock in it. Mm -hmm. I've rode Spirit one time because we couldn't non-rev out to California when I had to go out there for, I think it was, level two. And oh my god, I was like, I don't care how cheap these seats are. It was terrible (laughs) to fly out there. Those seats are like lawn chairs, pretty much. And you have to pay for pretty much everything. It ends up not being as cheap. Because, like, the big three was a Delta, American, and United. Hashtag not sponsored by any of these people. They all have, like, their own budget, like, section now. Mm-hmm. There's, like, economy basic, which is, like, you don't pick your seat. You're probably going to sit in the middle. You can't bring a carry-on bag. I'm like, damn. So what's the point of this? Like, it's basically if you're, like, hopping for, like, one day, you can bring, like, a book bag full of clothes. That's, <laughs> that's about it. That's basically it. So... And now there's, like, a new airline. I saw it. It looks pretty nice. It's, like, Breeze. But they're not flying to, like, super a whole bunch of, like, cities yet. But the planes look super nice and, like, brand new, of course, because they're, like, a new airline. But they're, like, none in Indianapolis, which I thought would be a good city to have. Or, like, the big ones, like, Chicago, New York. I think they have one in L.A. or something. They're in, like, smaller cities because, you know, they got to branch out. But I was like, "Uh uh-oh, Southwest, they... People coming for you now. They used to be like the cheap airline and now airline prices aren't cheap. I do want to get into this. Arthur has finally ended 
after 25 years. I watched the season, the series finale, and I thought it was a good way to end. Graham hasn't seen it yet. Maybe we'll watch it, but I just remember getting those books at the Scholastic Book Fair and Little Arthur and reading and then watching the TV show because it was great. I'm going to miss it. 25 years. Did you used to watch Arthur Graham? I mean, a little bit. We didn't have a lot of TV when I was growing up. We've been over that. Yeah, but this is like PBS. This is like learning for children. Yes. Your mom wouldn't let you watch Arthur? I mean, she would have let us, but generally I didn't want to. What, you're too good for Arthur, hmm? I just wasn't interested. No, well, you're lame. I enjoyed Arthur. I'm going to miss you. That is like a part of my childhood. It's ended. I think they ended on a good note. They probably could have kept it going because it's been on for 25 years. I mean, The Simpsons is still on for crying out. And Family Guy, which I don't even know if anybody watches Family Guy anymore. Family Guy's terrible, awful stuff. Oh, God. You, uh, I understand you hate a Family Guy because you're like, it's I hate everything funny. popular. I hate it because it's not funny. It used to be popular. It used to be funny until there's like so many adult animations now, like Archer and... All that stuff. It's just overstated. It's welcome. What about American Dad? Never watched it. Oh. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so, yes, Arthur is ending. I I enjoyed Arthur. I still watch it sometimes, like, at, when I'm at work. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, this will pop up. And I'm like, I remember this episode. And DW is an asshole. She is such a jerk. It'd be to Arthur. Yeah, she's the little sister. Little sisters are jerks. Hey! I'm a little sister. I, I was totally nice to my sister. Mm-hmm. Don't be an ass. So, yes, I, I wanted to bring that up in, what, two weeks ago's podcast, but I forgot about it. Now, I want to bring up a new segment that I thought of before. Right before I was take, about to take my nap today. Mm-hmm. Called, This Might Be Racist. I was hoping your your suggestion would be let's take a nap and then we just take a nap during the podcast. Great content. So yes, in this pod or in this podcast, we are an interracial couple. There are two stories I want to tell, and I will let you guys be the judge. Maybe you can uh, give us your feedback about what you think about this. But first story involves my car, Maxine. She is back in the shop again, which is sad. Grant, why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> so, yes, my car, Maxine, is a black terrain. It is in the shop. We got it fixed, which... And it's got cool stickers on it. Yes, because there are a lot of black terrains, and I want to differentiate. Is that is that the right word? Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, from my car, from, like, everybody else's. But, so... We spent a lot of money, like almost three grand getting this car fixed because it is an investment and we are almost through paying it off. That is like one of the last like things we need to pay off, which will be done like next year. But it seems like it's not fixed right or they might have missed something. So I took it back to the shop. I was driving it back last week and I was like on the phone with Graham at the time and this like big ass pickup truck pulled up next to me. It had like the smokestack. It had like the Confederate flag, of course, like sticker form. And then it had like the Trump sticker and stuff. This guy like, and I'm just like almost about to go off. Not because of that. Just because I was like, oh my God, this car isn't fixed. And I was like, nope, I'm dropping it off. (laughs) I didn't blow my top at the, 
I did very good because I was about to be bad. You did very good at the uh, mechanics because there was definitely enough to blow your top about. Yes, because I spent $3,000 money that came out of our pockets that we could have had for like Gen Con or fun things. But yes, I pulled up at the stoplight and they like, I was going straight. They were in like the turn lane. So they stopped. They had more than enough room to pull up even more, but they rolled their window down and they started barking at me. And I was just like, I looked over so I was like, oh, it must be a dog. And I was like, I like dogs. And as I could see, there was like four dudes in there, no dog. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what it is. And I, I'm pretty sure they just wanted to get my attention and like a rise out of me for, I don't know what, for something. And I was just like, you know what? I am not in the mood because if I do something, they were like, oh, I don't, I don't even know. It would, it would prove something to them. Here's a question. What kind of hair did he have? What? What kind of hair did they I don't know. I, I wasn't looking that closely. He I was probably, more concerned. He, he probably was. He probably was depressed because he doesn't have cool dreads like you do. I was more concerned about getting my car fixed and getting it working again. But yeah, like literally rolled down the window and just started barking. I was like, I am not the one today. Is like I'm just gonna ignore this, and which I did. I was just talking to you on the phone, <laughs> and I think I was explaining the situation to you. Mm-hmm. And they finally the turn signal because you know the turn indicator comes before like the straight. And they turned away. It was just like, what? Why? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I, it, it's funny because it's just like, the. I don't know if they were like, yeah, we really bothered their day. I was like, no. It, it's a funny story to tell now because it's so stupid. I don't understand. See, from my, my perspective, if someone rolled down the window to start yelling at me, I would assume that it was like, there's something wrong with my car or... Um, like there's like there was critical need to know information related to me, but clearly this situation, this guy was just trying to cause trouble. Like if, you know, if, if he would, yeah, there's, there, there's so many, be- and there would be so many better ways to express like waving and then po- like pointing was, this is what I was thinking about. I was like, how could this have uh, assuming good faith, which just this man does not deserve good faith. A good faith assumption. I want to be clear about that. No, he does not. Okay, but assuming good faith, if there was something going on with Felicia's car, what would you do? Uh, so I, I was like, pointing. That's what it would be. It would be like, like point at the back of the car or something. The universal sign for like when somebody's like gas cap is open, you're just like this. Yeah. Like, I know you, because everything is automatic, but you do that motion of, yeah, like, yeah. oh, rolling down that actual window, yeah, doing, yeah. and then you are like this, yeah. and they're like, uh, what? And you're like, your gas cap is open or something. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. thanks. There was none of that, and oh, I, I know my gas cap wasn't I, open. I was clear that I didn't think that this guy was up to any good. I'm just saying, and when I was imagining things, what what the situation would be. Yes, so that was, like... I mean, I lived in Terre Haute <laughs> for like seven, eight years. I've had worse and I just ignored it. And I remember I was telling your parents about it. Your mom's like, what did you do? And I was like, nothing. It was like, well, they just wanted to basically get a rise. That's what people want for you to do is like to get a rise out of you. And I was like, I didn't know that your dad's like, yeah, you did the right thing. <laughs> and my mom's like, yeah, you did the right thing. It's like, they just wanted to annoy you and get a rise to make you like angry and 
It's like, no, I'm not going to give him that. I'm just going to carry on about my dad. I think because both my dad and your mom have had situations where people have tried to get rises out of them for who they are, whereas my mom has not. Yeah, my mom worked for the postal office, so uh, there's... And your dad was, like, a pilot, so there's two different... No, I'm talking about more when he was growing up. Oh, because he was in Hawaii and, like, the only white guy? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, my mom grew up in the South, so definitely. (laughs) So, yes, that is story number one. I have another story that now Graham probably finally realizes this. We went to Texas Roadhouse on Sunday for like a date because I didn't have, I was like super excited. I have shit else to do. I was like, I got a day off. I don't have to do any throwing, working out. I have a free day and I will have another free day on Sunday. So I was like, yes, these don't come around too often. I'm usually throwing on Sunday, working out, doing something. I really don't have any days off. So I was like super excited. Graham saw my face. Like, I think I fell asleep with like a smile on my face. I'm like, <laughs> yes. And it was community day for Pokemon Go and I got like 53 shinies. But we went to Texas Roadhouse here in town and it was like 1130 ish, like right when they first opened about 30 minutes or so after they opened. And there's like no one there. Of course, we beat the crowd, which is good. We got help, like, right away, and they're like, oh, do you mind sitting, or do you want to sit in the bar? I was like, oh, yeah, perfect. I can watch, like, you know, basketball or look at, like, you know, sport news. And in the bar, it's kind of like a U-shape. The bar is, like, in the middle, and they're seating on the, uh, like, all around the outside. They put us in probably the worst seat. Like, and, like, mind you, there was, like, three other people there at the time. So there was plenty of other seating on the other side, so... Where, how this is like set up, the bar is like right in front and there's the kitchen and then the front door. We were sitting right in that seat in the corner, right near the kitchen and the front door. And I was like, the fuck? (laughs) I was like, why are we sitting right here? Like there's a whole other side like open. And I was like, I'm going to ask her, you know, if we can move like away from the door. And then as soon as I say that there's like this group of like, uh, white people that came around and they were sitting like on the like exact opposite side but there was like two or three other booths open on that side and I don't know if this girl was like uh you know they already got seated I was like well there's like two or three other benches over there there's plenty of space and she's like um I was like oh is it possible we can move over to that side because we're like sitting right by the kitchen and the door and she's like oh well they just got seated and I was just like Ugh. Yeah, that's fine. It visibly wasn't fine. I know Graham was like, it's not fine. But I was like, I'm not going to make like a big stink about it. And I was just like, whatever. But I'm like, out of all the seats, because then they wanted to move us out of the bar, which I was like, why? Because she was like, we can move you outside the bar. I was like, why? There's like plenty of seats. There is no, this isn't like, you know, during the panini where it's like every other seat or something. By the time they got to that, the only other seats available in the bar were on the row next to the kitchen. So it would not realistically have changed our position. No, because um, if we would have, if I would have, after that, like five minutes had passed, then they started filling up the outside because there's people behind us at that point. But before that, there were still like two or three seats behind them. And I was like, why can't we just sit over there? Why do we have to get like kicked out of the bar? I don't know. I think what happened there. The person you talked to was not the person making the seating assignments. That's why there was the lag. Yeah, no, this is the girl that uh, 
was doing the was it the hostess right like she does the seating which i'm like why there there's a whole other section and i'm so, just like mm. what i think we had there was i think we had a lag by the time I'll call her Susan. By the time you told Susan, hey, I don't want to sit here, Susan had to go back to the hostess to be like, hey, these people want to move. And the hostess was like, well, I've already filled up those seats. Too bad. And then Susan had to come back and tell us too bad. I'm still saying it's because I was black and they wanted to send me in probably the worst spot. I am not disagreeing with the initial seating decision. Because by then, like, we got our food and everything was good. Like, our waitress and everything, that was fine. It was just, like, where we were sitting at. It's like sitting, like, next to the bathrooms, like, at a restaurant. You don't want to sit next to those. You want to sit, like, you know, kind of somewhere tucked away. But I feel like restaurants should have this floor plan planned out by now. Well, I mean, the more seats they cram into the space, the more people they can serve at one time, the more money they can make. So that you have that competing... Yeah, no, but literally we were like in the back right next to the kitchen. And then because of the Rona, they have the seating area that usually people get sit down at like in uh, like in you know, Texas. They usually have the place where you throw the peanuts and stuff that's blocked off now for like takeaways. And I'm pretty sure that's going to stay for pretty much could be, for could the be foreseeable. For yeah, for the foreseeable future. So there's, like, no place for people to sit. I'm like, y'all need to figure this out. <laughs> because you just had a whole bunch of people standing in the middle of the area. And by the time we left, like, we had to, like, wiggle our way out <laughs> to, like, maneuver. And another thing, people were staring at us the whole time. I was like, well, I know we're tall people, but that's not why they were staring. Graham likes to say that. That's not why they were staring. Graham likes to say that because Graham has to maintain at least somewhat a positive view on the world otherwise things come crashing down so that little half truth is necessary for the underpinment of current operations i blurred my jargon there sorry yeah and i'm like because mm-hmm, i'm like <laughs> i'm used to that because whenever we're like my family because we're large people okay we're not the smallest people but we're all except Whitney. Oh God. But like, I'm talking about like my whole family in general. Like if we go like, Oh, Damien and Aunt, like that like, and all that stuff. Um, you know, we're tall people and people generally stare like, I think once I we went to hula hands and I was like, mom, why are they all like stare? Like it was just a normal, like me, my mom, dad, and like sister were just going out to eat. This was a long time ago when I was like little. And I remember this and you know, we were sitting down, like, waiting to get seated, and they're like, oh, we have your table ready, and we all stand up, walk through there, and you could just see, it's almost like a pin drop here, it's like, looking at us, like, walk through this restaurant, I was like, mom, why are they staring? She's like, it's because they never see black people go out, like, as a family, like, this is back when you can, like, smoke in restaurants, oh, so this, this was a while old. ago. Yeah, or this is like when they started to switch over to where you couldn't smoke. It's like, do you want to sit in smoking or not smoking? I think I remember that. But yeah, it is like, oh, because they're not used to like black people. And this was hula hands, so it's not like a fancy restaurant. I don't even think the food was that good. My dad <laughs> complained about it. Then again, Ron Johnson complaining about food is kind of like it sunrises in the east, sets in the west. But this is when he was younger and he had a little bit more of a a palate to taste new things. But anyway, yeah, I, that stuck with me because I was like, 
dang, why, why does it matter? It was just like, we just sit here trying to eat as a family, like just a normal family walking through here, like with kids, you know, mom, dad, just like the American family, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that always stuck with me, but I think I'm going to start adding this segment just because I was also listening to Lacey, uh, Lacey's book. Can't Amber, think of Amber, Amber Ruffin and her sister is Lacey, yeah, it, but it's Lacey's stories. Amber Ruffin's uh, sister and her wrote a book about uh, Lacey's like racist stories, and I was like, huh. Living in Omaha, and since my mom grew up in Lincoln, Nebraska, it kind of makes it funny. Like, oh, the actual city in Nebraska. So yeah, and I was like, huh. I wonder. I because I have like a lot of racist stories that happened to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start bringing them on the podcast and just making a, a segment around like is this racist it might not happen every time but hopefully not hopefully <laughs> it doesn't not. happen every time but uh just like is this racist so i'll leave it up I to mean, you those two stories that i have definitely first one i think is racist <laughs> generally the first we could easily fit one every time if we did stuff related to confederate flags because confederate flags are all over the damn place around here even though a whole bunch of indiana boys are in holes down south over that thing oh god here he goes yeah we live in indiana and some people think this is a southern state but yes story number one is definitely racist story number two i'm saying is racist but that's just me because i'm a, a cynic skeptic i don't i think going forward we shouldn't say what our opinions are because our opinions probably become obvious but i think we should just leave it alone story number one story number one tell us what you think at our email i don't damn your tall pod at gmail.com <laughs> and story number two tell us what you think at damn your tall pod at gmail.com so yes i i thought these would be a good thing because i mean racism isn't dead just because like donald trump is out off so we don't get too political on this but i was like you know sometimes i thought that was funny because you know sometimes you just have to laugh through the pain <laughs> not saying they like caused me pain i was more stressed about my car and i was like over that like right. right away i was like let me get this car here before it dies or something explodes that was what i was concerned about so yes i think that's a good uh nice little segment I don't know if nice is the right word. <laughs> it's life, and this is our podcast, and we talk about our life experiences. So, yes. I mean, I haven't been followed around the store recently, so that's always good. <laughs> Does it make you cry? <laughs> make you sad? Does what make me sad? No, it's like, oh, I haven't been followed around the store lately. <laughs> so, yes. All right. I think that is all that I have. Um, on my list, and we could talk about seeing red. I'll let Graham do the, because he's got everything pulled up, and we can talk about um the movie that we watched on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. So go ahead, Graham. I'll let you get the rundown. First off, it's not seeing red; it's turning red. My bad, turning red. Um, which is about a thirteen-year-old girl named Mei Lin who turns into a giant red panda. It's written very pretty explicitly. Not pretty, just straight up explicitly as a metaphor for Menarch and then the emotional, mostly the emotional changes that come along with it. Not so much the physiological ones. There's like one little gag where she's like, she says to herself, she goes, oh, I stink. But really it's more about the, the mental stuff. But she's a 
Maylin's a little Canadian, uh, Chinese Canadian girl, 13 years old. She's working, she's going to school, she's killing it, everything's great. And then suddenly she turns into a giant red panda. Um, which, and then she goes and she hides and cries in the bathroom and everything else. Um, I can't relate to this part of the movie at all. <laughs> but uh, and then you've never turned into a giant red panda. I never started bleeding all over the damn place for reasons that were unrelated to physical injury. No. Well, that sounds gross. <laughs> you make it sound gross. Um, I mean, I've, I've bled because I hit myself on coral reefs. I've bled because I've hit myself with tools. I've bled for a wide variety of reasons, but none of them because um, my body is just stripping out, <laughs> stripping out a whole bunch of. Uh, material anyways so and the rest of the movie is actually fairly easy to sum up because it's she is she and her friends want to go see this boy band with four four town four town which is also a kind of a double pun because four is unlucky in chinese because the the word for four and the word for death sound similar which grandma gets in on a little bit but they're trying to go to that so what they do is they use her panda powers to they sell all sorts of panda merchandise there because they want to make money to go buy a ticket. But then there's this big ritual where they're going to separate the panda from her and um, she decides she doesn't want to do it. Then she has the panda forever. So one of those kind of accepting yourself sort of movies. Um, probably just said spoilers at the beginning of this, but accept yourself sort of movies and um, has some controversy. But I am going to let a real life woman with direct experience with this talk. So talk. Okay, anybody can enjoy this movie because it's technically it's kind of like what you said about menstruation, but it's about puberty and as well. So. Like, because when she said, I stink, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Um, what was the her one friend, the short one, that's like, let's burn the stage to the ground. She was my favorite character. Oh, um, And Priya. Her Abby. and Priya. Okay, Abby and Priya were like my favorite characters <laughs> in this movie. And it's kind of funny because I've never seen in a Disney movie where they actually show like, because she's in eighth grade, she's 13. And um, that's kind of around the time where like puberty hits and you're like, uh, I loved it when um, she was like drawing the was it the the like Mark boy or something like where he's like oh. seventeen or something like that. Uh, Devin. Yeah, they're like, oh, Devin, he's so hot. And she's like, what? He looks like he stinks. <laughs> but like something like clicked all of a sudden in her head. She was like doing homework or something at home, and then she was there was like this little bit where she was like looking and like drawing and she'd go in her bed and then she'd roll on her bed and start drawing him as like a mermaid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then her mom um, is like, May May, uh, what are you doing? She's like, oh, nothing. And then she's like, don't look at the notebook. Don't look at the notebook. Don't look at the notebook. And she's like, eh. and she glances down. She goes, and her mom goes, oh, what's this? She goes, no. <laughs> and, yeah, and then mom takes it to show because she figures the boy is doing horrible things to her daughter. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, her mom. I can't relate to any of that. My mom was not like that growing up. But You mean your mom didn't show up at your school, get in a fight with the security guard and scream at you, you forgot your pads? <laughs> Maybe you forgot your pads. I was like, oh, my God. Like, I visibly, I was like, oh. I was like, no. 
I was like, that would be so embarrassing. It's <laughs> like, no. Because <laughs> well, maybe my friends, like, I had a group of, like, four friends. It was, like, my little clique in, like, high or not high school, in, like, grade school. And, like, I didn't want my period. I was like, oh, no, I don't want that. Because the doctor was like, it's coming any day now. Or it, it's soon. I was like, I don't want that. But, like, one of my, my uh, friends, she got hers for, she was, like, anxious. She's like, oh. Because uh, she would go to the bathroom and like check. She goes, oh, no, not yet. And then one day she's like, yeah. And I was like, good for you. I don't want that. <laughs> I was like, no, no, thank you. Well, you still talk about getting your your ovaries scooped out. That's basically what it is. No. like, <laughs> Oh. Out no, it's, no, menstruation is not your ovaries being scooped out. That's not how menstruation works. That's what it feels like. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I was just like, nope, don't want that. Oh my god, I physically grabbed saw my face when I was like, no! Because <laughs> when I got my period, I told my mom, I was so sad. I was like, mom, it's happening. I probably didn't say that, but that's how I felt like it's happening. My mom was like, oh good, here you go! And my sister's like, ha! I'm like, ah! No! I was like, I can't do sports, I'm dying! <laughs> my sister's just like, ha! Because she used to got hers in like 10 she got hers really early. I got mine in like eighth grade. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> but yeah. Um that that was like one of my uh there's a lot of good scenes in this. Because the mom is kind of like overbearing, but the reason you find out is because she's trying to make sure the panda like the signs of like the panda coming out, like she's like loose hair and stuff like this. She's like, I watched her like a hawk and, and all this stuff to make sure, you know, it didn't happen. And just like one morning, she just poofs. She's a panda. Right. Which I think is um, is clearly intended for the fear of a mother, you know, not being there for a daughter when she needs her. Also explains why they didn't tell her she was a panda. Because they're like, we thought we had more time. Which is, I think, what a lot of parents think about with menstruation. Like, we can just kind of... You know, maybe it'll happen later. Maybe we don't need to have this conversation yet. And then it happens and they have to have the conversation. Fortunately, at least so far, this is a conversation we're going to have to have with nobody. Yeah, not right now. But uh, <laughs> her dad was funny. And I want the food in this movie. And I was looking up stuff about the uh, like the making of it. And um, it's all like woman ran. Well, it's, yeah, first, first the Pixar movie with a female uh, with a woman of color director and a parent and then like the writers i think the eps and everything else uh all women so yeah that's that was there yeah so um in the food in this and i came to like i said the person that made bow the short story um worked on this movie and i was like no wonder the food looks so good i wanted to eat everything on that plate that they made. I was like, it looks so delicious. Oh, and it was worked in too because because at one point mom is all pissed off at May May's friends and she blames um, Miriam for being a bad influence. And then later on, Miriam's like, oh, we get to eat your dad's cooking. <gasps> yeah, the dad's kind of just there. It was funny when uh, they're like, we thought we had more time. And like, and she's like, wait. You knew about this because they run like a temple and like the red panda is like their thing. Because in was it uh, in China, red is like the lucky color. Well, yeah, you ran into that with your uh, shot puts. Yeah, I had a, a shot put when I went to China. It was like bright red. 
and the uh, one of the women there was like, "Oh, can can I hold it?" I was like, uh, "Yeah, sure." She goes, "Oh." And she told me, you know, like, red in China is, like, a lucky color. So everybody was kind of fascinated with that shot that I brought. Because <laughs> it was, like, a bright red, like, just a 10-pound shot put. And I was like, oh, that's kind of neat. I didn't know that. And you can see it here because, I mean, turning red, she's a giant red panda. <laughs> but um, the this movie was set in, like, the 2000... It says 2002. There's a couple of acronyms, but it said 2002. Well, we saw on the calendar, calendar it said 2002. So they had, because I was like, yeah, this isn't set in modern day, because she's listening to a CD player. And there's no cell phones. Oh, yeah. There is. No, they have cell phones, but they're like the oh, old yeah, the brick. old flip ones. Yeah. yeah, the old, like, Nokia, like, 300. But they they had, like, that one, I remember, one thing they, they definitely tried to do was, was make this inclusive, like, they had... Um, a bunch of people in hijabs. They had a bunch of people in different costumes. A bunch of people. They had some people with um, uh, the insulin detectors, which actually is anachronistic because those didn't exist when that was there. But you know, they tried to not not to say that Toronto is not a diverse city. I know it is, but they definitely tried to make it not just set in Chinatown where everyone is Chinese Canadian. Yeah, which I thought was good. Like, her uh, group of friends was very diverse, you know. Disney started to do a little bit more in diversity, which is good. Not everybody is, like, just white. So, um. That's a good segue to an NPR piece, which was actually spawned off of a review of the movie that I wanted to talk about. thing that I cared about was an, a review that now no longer exists was from Cinema Blend. The managing director, Sean O'Connell, wrote, he couldn't connect the film, calling it limiting. By rooting Turning Red very specifically in the Asian community of Toronto, which is already incorrect, the film legitimately feels like it's made for Dome Shee's families and immediate family members, which is fine, but also a tad limiting in scope, O'Connell wrote. In a since-deleted tweet, he also called the movie exhausting, which doesn't make sense. It's a comedy. It's fun. It's There's stuff running around, dancing around, everything else. I think the fact that he, <laughs> the fact that he says very specifically in the Asian community of Toronto, he can't even get his stupid point right, which is a, is a specifically the, the home part is in Chinatown because not all Asians are all Asians. <laughs> There's a whole variety of cultures and civilizations, as I pointed out in the Even Stevens movie, although that was Polynesia. Um, and the, the story here is from NPR is, uh, mostly a discussion of how, okay, so we make a movie about um, puberty, but we do it with an Asian cast, and somehow that's not relatable, as if puberty of any type. I mean, I found this relatable. I mean, I don't obviously menstruate, but I mean, I had all sorts of screwy stuff happen with puberty. And then also as I aged, both because of puberty and my age, I got into conflicts with my parents. My relationship with my parents changed. That happened to me. Like, these all occurred. Like, the, the, I, I could draw connections to these even if these specific things did not occur to me. You know, I never had, to, I never had your experience of just about, well, your non-experience, but you can imagine dying when your mom shows up screaming you forgot your pads. Like, that, would, that doesn't occur to me. I would have died if my mom did that. <laughs> exactly. Like that, 
that specific part doesn't occur to me. Um, dad cooking, uh, you know, me making dumplings for dad to then cook. That is not something I can directly relate to, but helping with home food preparation that I can connect with. So it's, it's a very, very dumb thing for O'Connell. Yeah, of course he had to delete that, but some other stuff in the movie, um, the, like, basically, it's kind of like you said uh, about, about, like, puberty and growing up because you, like, separate from your, like, you like, because her mom is kind of, like, on her like a hawk in the beginning. And then at the end, she's, like, you know, she embraced her panda. And she's, like, because <laughs> at the end of the movie, she goes to the Four Town concert and we finally see her mom's panda. And it's huge. It's, like, Marshmallow Man huge in Ghostbusters. Um and, uh, you know, they have to contain it, so they have to, like, draw giant... And she basically destroys the little coliseum that is happening. So they do the little ritual, and um, all the aunties basically are like, we gotta break our little panda symbols to help your mom, because she's huge, and we have to drag her back in the circle. And, um, you know, at the end, of course, she's like, I, you know, uh, I, I want to have a relationship with her mom, because... They had an argument about her dad that he wasn't good enough, I guess, for. And that's why uh, her grandma has, like, a scar over her, like, um, her over her eye. Yeah, and that was from her mom. It, well, it's implied. Yeah, they, they never expressed a state up. It was very clearly, like, the, the gesture and how it made, made it very clear that they had a big fight over Mailing's May, father being good enough for, for, her, for her precious little girl. Yeah, so we get that scene, and then they all, like, get their pandas back, and she's like, I want to keep mine, and, like, embrace it, and at the end, they're doing, like, the wrap-up thing, and they're showing, like, the stadium that the mom destroyed, and they go back to the temple, and it's, like, um, mailing is, like, uh, being the panda, bringing a whole bunch of people, because they're like, oh, I want to see a giant red panda, and, you know, of course, paying money and all that stuff. And there's, like, a little, like, chart that they, like, color in, and it's, like, $100 billion to fix the stadium because her mom wrecked it. (laughs) And I was like, ah. (laughs) I was like, oh, they just gonna leave that be? See, Marvel would never do that. Well, and it also also tied back in because they used a similar thing with the fundraiser to get the money because they had, they drawn a panda, and as they filled the panda tail, they got more money. Oh, yeah, so basically, um, when she finds, her friends find out that she's, like, a giant red panda, they're like, oh. You're so fluffy and all that stuff and come to find out like the love from her friends is what she needed and she can like change back to herself and she's like calm and stuff and one thing they do lightly and they have to do it because puberty is a lot of things is they do have her absolutely just blow up a couple times which is I mean that is part of puberty your, your hormones are out of control you know, there's a time like the the boy says the boy that hired her to perform says something to her, and she just and she basically tries to kill him. I'm like, and I'm like, ah, yep, completely believable that uh, 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 somebody in the throes of puberty would just completely lose their mind and attempt to murder somebody over something so stupid. I really enjoyed it. It was fun. There was a lot of good stuff in there, and I was like, oh, I can relate to this. <laughs> I mean, somewhat, you know, give or take, like. Not everybody's puberty story is, like, the same, but, uh, oh, man, I really want to eat that food in the movie, though. And it was, 
and one thing I think this is one thing that probably had some benefit. It's got three writers listed: Domi Shi, uh, who's also the director; Julia Cho, and Shul- and Sarah Stryker. I, I believe it's pronounced Stryker, um, which I'm sure led to some of. I'm I'm positive some of those scenes with how awkward puberty was and how awkward menstruation were just were just straight out of life you know i wouldn't be surprised to find that say julia cho's mom showed up and screamed you forgot your pads or something like that um yeah but this was a good because i've seen advertised everywhere because it's disney and i thought it was supposed to come out in the movie theaters i think they just basically said take it to stream which i thought was actually a good decision um like with onward during the panini i think it was supposed to come out in theaters and they just ripped it right over to disney plus but yes i i i of course there's some heartstrings in it and i was like oh no damn you disney pixar so i think anybody can like like you said this is about like puberty i know it's from like a woman's perspective about puberty but it's still like a movie about growing up and that's what like disney does well disney pixar does well so i really enjoyed it, it was fun I was like, oh man. And the music in it, the four town group was definitely like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys type of uh, people. Because there was like five of them. And they were like pretty boys and like the boy band. I was like, yeah, that's definitely like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. Oh, <laughs> there was the one part when they were trying to get her mom back in the circle at the end uh, to like get in like the panda and everything. And she's like, that's right. She's like, why are you dancing like that? <laughs> And she was like twerking her butt or something like yeah, that. Yeah. She was like jiggling. She's like, "That's right, mom. I'm gyrating." <laughs> and she goes, "Ah!" Oh. <laughs> and she was just like shaking her butt around, <laughs> trying to distract her mom to get her back in the circle. And they also, I wonder how much money they paid for this. There was a, a Destiny's Child song, "Bootylicious," in there. I was like, "How much did they pay for mm. that song?" <laughs> Oh man! Oh, one scene that you forgot to mention when when uh, Maylin is trying to test her ability to control her pandaness. <laughs> that shit was funny. She goes slap me, <laughs> punched her right in the fucking face. <laughs> it just knocked her. She just flew out of frame. And <laughs> she's all like bouncing. She's like, yay! She goes, oh, nothing. <laughs> so I was like, oh okay, but that girl just straight up just punched her right in the face. <laughs> Yes, if you haven't seen the movie, I definitely suggest you go see it. It, it, I'm pretty sure everybody's got Disney Plus at this point, so if not, not. use your free trial. Because, I mean, I kind of want to watch The Rings of Power now, mostly because nerds are melting the fuck down. Is that the Amazon one? It's the Amazon. It's partially a reimagining the Silmarillion, um, which is a slog and a half to read. It is what happens when J.R. Tolkien does not have an opportunity to edit the ever-loving hell out of his own work. Um, but it's it. But one of the things that I've liked about it is there's been this big meltdown that they cast black actors as dwarves and elves. <gasps> oh, no. That should have been the segment that might be racist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, because that's not that's not that might be racist. That is that is racist. That response to that's true. It's just like when Star Wars they had a black with stormtrooper and people freaked out like, oh my god, people get over it. This is fiction. This is not real. Mm-hmm. The the only in Star Wars I would have been mad if there had been a black 
Stormtrooper back when they were all clones because they're supposed to be clones. But that's 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 a different story. Because they're awful. They, they, they all would have to be black. <laughs> no, and then, no, well, what they just never explain is just like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Wasn't that a little bit of what the Bad Batch was doing? Anyways, I didn't watch, but yeah. So it's that's been one of the things that's been kind of like, I guess, really upsetting nerds. The other thing, yeah, it's just, it's it's just it's just dumb. Like, fantasy, West Western fantasy does not have to just be white people. There have been people of color in Europe forever have there been large populations of people of african descent in most of history not necessarily but i mean there were black people in europe all over the place yeah i don't know why nerds get so upset about like it's you change one thing it's just like when uh the Little Mermaid's coming out with a live action and she's going to be black and people were upset about that. I was like, she's not real. <laughs> like, it's not like based on a historical person. And the thing is that I would I would argue that making the Little Mermaid black is perhaps not quite correct. She should be probably more Polynesian since so she lives in the ocean. But a white mermaid makes no sense. The reason we're white is we don't get sunlight or didn't back, you know, when the races were drifting apart like so i mean i realize there's plenty of coasts in africa for black people to come from but seriously like a white mermaid just i mean one of the reasons is because horny seamen would see manatees and be like it's a hot babe because i haven't seen a woman for years and yes I think it's because they spent all that time trying to keep us out of the pool, and now, bitch, we up in this here. <laughs> but yes, I probably will watch that. I think it's uh, coming out maybe this year, next year, when the Paninis put a damper on things. But yeah. Anyway, back to <laughs> Turning Red. I think, yeah, I give it a four out of five. I give it a... Uh, probably... Eh, watch it if you're watching something else. Or you're doing something else. I would. I don't think I watched that. So not because it's bad, but it just doesn't raise the level of really needing your attention. Oh, I really enjoyed it. We sat and watched it together. I mean, it's only like an hour and forty minutes, so it's not like gonna. And I wasn't like, oh, this is terrible. Not like Thanksgiving <laughs> three. That was a slog. Or the Texas Chainsaw or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Both of which you made us watch because you're a pain in the neck. I had to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You had to watch it zero times. The I first went to time watch it. You on the airplane on your own. The second time was you inflicted it on me. Correction, I was in my hotel room and I was watching it because I was like, oh, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll be good. Does your bra- is your brain broken? Of course it's not going to be good. Hey, Netflix sometimes has good movies. Remember The Black Door? Or the car. That movie was awesome. I don't care what you say. That movie, that was, movie terrible, was terrible, but it was fun was... to watch. That car backflipped and cut somebody's <laughs> head off. I'll never forget it, it that. It, it side flipped. Oh, yeah. It flipped a sillier. <laughs> this car said, I'm trapped. Wait, let me flip out of here. <laughs> and cut somebody's head off. Oh. oh, I gotta find some more good bad movies to watch on Netflix and get so I can watch it. That's how we started doing our movie reviews, just watching random obscure movies. <laughs> I gotta go back to that again. I gotta find some. I gotta do my research to have a list. Remember the door, the black door? That was a good one. The succubus. 
Huh? That was not that a was good not one. A... That was also bad. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. It was still a bad movie. Yeah, but it was fun. It was a yeah. good, bad movie. Yeah. There are just some bad movies that are just, like, bad, and there's good, bad movies where we're like, it was enjoyable. Yes. Those were good, enjoyable movies. Yes, I, I agree. They're still bad movies. <sighs> oh, my God. Anyway, it's time for Grim. I D K. Okay. Well, this one's easier. I don't even have to look it up. Well, actually, I did. I saw it on Instagram, and I didn't know what it was, and I had to look it up, and I was like, "Oh, so one you don't know, you're gonna use on me." Wow, we this one's gonna go really well. I know what it is now, fool. No, I'm just saying, if you didn't know what it is, how the hell am I gonna know what it is? You ready for this? No. That's too damn bad. <clears throat> Let me get my list up here. You ready? Yes. It is P-W-I. What does that mean? Peeing while intoxicated. No, that's not what it means. You want to give it a few more cracks at it? You probably are not going to get this. Um, public wetness indicated. Which is just yeah. yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All these going to be P. <laughs> well, the first letter is a P. I want to do P with I. I'm just trying to figure out with the partying with information. That's actually kind of funny, but no. All right, you ready for what it means? Yes. And how I found this out, which I'm pretty sure um, people already knew. I was on the HBCU uh, Instagram. I follow them like on Buzz and uh, on uh, HBCU Buzz is like their Twitter handle, our Instagram handle, and I follow them. And uh, you, you ready for it? Pretty white and intersex. No. Predominantly white institution. When I saw that, they had a caption of like some people going to like, basically it was like a split screen of like, oh, when a black kid goes to like Duke, they wear like sweatpants. But when they go to like, uh, like, and it said PWI, and then when they go to HBCU, which is historically black college and universities, they like dress up and go to class. And I was like, what does that mean? I looked at it, I was like, oh i was like okay so i went to a predominantly white institution and i was like oh that's kind of neat i thought about going to hbcu my sister went on like a college tour but i thought that was pretty cool i visited howard actually i think it was howard yeah we were down what were you doing there um you trying to go to the school no i'm trying to remember what it was uh there's a lot of hbcus in this house so you're gonna have to be really specific it was one that had George Washington Carver Museum on site. Oh, it was Tuskegee. I was about to say, what were you doing at HBCU? Yeah. We also visited, we also visited the Tuskegee Airfield, which oh, okay. was built that makes as sense. completely unnecessary expense. There's a perfectly good one up near Chicago, but no, we've got to get senators involved. They've got to build stuff that people in Tuskegee didn't want because all the white people are like, oh no, you're going to bring all these educated black people here and somehow that's going to ruin everything. So yes, I, I saw that and I was kind of like, yeah, I could see that. I dressed in like sweatpants. I didn't. Well, I, if I even if I would have went to HBCU, I probably would have been the same because I would have been an athlete too. And I was like, I ain't got time to dress up for class. <laughs> I was like bumming it. I think I wore like my freshman year, like the first like week of class. Like I was like, oh wow, I could wear jeans and stuff. And I, you know, I went to school. Like you didn't have to wear a uniform, but I was like, I can wear what I want, which I could do that anyway. But then I was like, 
this is too much work. In sweatpants, you don't have to wash all the time. So. <laughs> that was basically my thinking, especially when, like, my senior year, I did not give a fuck. I would just wear my workout clothes all to class. <laughs> I was like, I ain't got time for this. I'm too old. So, yeah. Well, that concludes our podcast. I think we're going to enjoy a nice, lovely day. It's like 60 degrees. It, like, it's nice this week. So I think we're going to go on a cruise and we have my mom's car. So thank you, mom. She let us borrow it. We got a nice caddy running the sunroof down, throw bowing out. Oh, but Graham's not listening. I was, I was um, checking some of our stuff on Anchor. We are not throwing bowing out of the car. No, we are not those type of people that are cool to dogs. We were going to have him in the backseat. He's going to be chilling, probably laying down, sleep. Probably trying to jam his nose in the crack. Yeah, he likes doing that. So, yeah, we're going to enjoy a nice day out and just cruise around, even though gas is like $4. But, hell, we're still going to need to use gas. So, eh. And we've got some stuff. To- yeah, so... Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Fifi underscore J247. Please send us some questions. <laughs> we want to do an episode about questions that you sent us. Graham, like you said, he'll literally answer anything. So send them to damnyourtallpod at gmail.com. If I remember, I will post it on my Instagram stories and on Twitter. So follow me there and send in your questions at damnyourtall. Or you can send them through like the DMs on Instagram or Twitter. I don't. You don't necessarily have to send it through the email it might be easier to do it that way actually through the dms but you can also send it to damnyourtallpod at gmail.com i am one of your hosts felicia johnson aka fifi j that has been graham also one of the hosts (laughs) i I still don't know how to end this okay Uh, bye. bye